Hello everyone, welcome back to the Hawkins Do You Copy podcast. My name is Ren. And my name is Emily and in this podcast we talk about all things Stranger Things. And we have a lot of Stranger Things things to cover today apparently. Oh this episode's gonna be a one isn't it? <laughs> Just so a little excited. bit. If you've missed everything, here's a rundown of like the last couple of days. First of all, it's not Strange Things related, but UK coming second in Eurovision. Let's just celebrate that for a brief moment. Last night was a time because Eurovision finished at midnight and the Stranger Things premiere started at 11. So I was watching the Eurovision results on my screen and had the premiere kind of on on my iPad. And I was so stressed. It was a, it was a lot. Those in the UK will understand because we are used to being for the yeah. entire time and there's us now complaining about four points um, yeah. whenever a country gave them to us that that never happened but anyway that was happening uh, there's been interviews there's been whatever strange things related now not Eurovision we, we've moved on from that <laughs> a lot of stuff came out of the premiere and a lot of stuff came out on Jimmy Fallon um, yeah and a lot of stuff came out on Tadum. so we're going to be covering all of this, basically, in somehow, hopefully, less than an hour. <laughs> so, yeah, let's, uh, let's, let's just dive into it, because we've got a lot to go through. But before we get into that, we're going to rush through this really, really quickly. There are many places you can find us talk about things that are definitely not Eurovision and are actually Stranger Things related. And those places are Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Amazon Music and Audible.com at Hawkins Do Copy. And on social media at Instagram, Facebook and Twitter at Hawkins Podcast and YouTube and Tumblr at Hawkins Do Copy. And at some point, maybe next week, who knows, HawkinsDoYouCopy.com. We actually worked on it yesterday. We did. Shock horror we did anyway, stranger things stuff let's go shall we dive into the premiere stuff because people said a lot of things and there's a lot to talk about in regards to premiere things <laughs> let's let's do that first why not why not um so like i said i at the same time as being incredibly stressed at watching the Eurovision results, did have the premiere on in the background. And I texted Emily multiple times and was like, okay, this person's talking. I'm turning it up. Keep me updated with the results for Eurovision. And I texted <laughs> back saying France gave us 12 points. Yeah. Um. Which, you know, never happens. Um, so the only person that I missed was Gaten. So I do not know what Gaten said. Noah Schnapp sort of just, you know, gave a rundown of, like, Will's, like, figuring himself out and doing this and doing this. Well, you know, it's sort of just basic. Hates the bowl cut. Yeah, hates the bowl cut. Signed a actual change.org petition to not have a bowl cut for the next season, um, which, you know, confirmed that at least Will's making it out, of, <laughs> out alive of season four. At least Will has survived it, maybe. Who knows? Um, they asked him to describe season four in three emojis um and it was the like hands by the face like shock, shock emoji a pizza emoji and then an aubergine slash eggplant for people that call it an eggplant in fairness with the aubergine um because i think this is the more confusing out of all yeah. of them to be honest i'm not surprised by the other two he does seem like he thinks a lot about why it's an aubergine 
Yeah, he did genuinely have a think about it being an aubergine. The internet's ruined that. It, it could just genuinely be, I don't know, maybe when they're on the run, they... He really likes aubergine pizza. Maybe he does. There's maybe one he at does. a market on the streets of California. <laughs> he buys an aubergine. Will actually becomes a chef. <laughs> one of the interviewers was like, oh, I just had whoa there in my ear the second he said it. But that is apparently Stranger Things season four in three emojis. Shocked face pizza and an aubergine. So do with that what you will. Then we had the man, the myth, the legend, David Harbour in his Stranger Things custom suit which was i would like that please i would love that suit it was absolutely incredible david harbour send me over the suit his interview was uh really good i really liked his i mean i liked all of them but he it was nice to sort of see him talk about hopper and it not just be like it's a really dark season like he actually sort Who of really dead somehow he isn't dead Somehow he isn't dead. If you've missed everything, Hopper's alive. Hopper wow. is alive. Um, and he said that um, there's actually a lot of inner demons that he's got to deal with. Um, and he deals with them all while he's in the prison. Um, and he said secret demons. Which is making me think even more that he's just... <laughs> and he left. He left. Okay, so for context, just before this, we, we've discussed something with Charlie... Um, where he he said that you find out, you know, that there's like there, there's a moment that will make everyone go. <gasps> and we've latched onto the idea that clearly Jonathan is the son of Hopper. Um, so that's what the murmuring is about there. Yeah, because yeah. apparently that reveal is something to do with Jonathan. And I've been saying this whole time. And Hopper could have secret demons, and those secret demons could be that he left. All I will say about that. Um, to crush our hopes momentarily is that that is something I read online that someone said that is specifically about. Yeah. Not Jonathan. But Charlie said it. He said the thing. Yeah, because the interviewer brought it up and then he was Charlie was like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, like this. And didn't say anything else. Interesting. Yeah. Because the interviewer was like, oh, there's a there's a big shock, isn't there? Like, and Charlie just went, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, really, yeah. So well, it's Will being a chef. <laughs> and cooking aubergine and cooking specifically aubergine that's all it is just aubergines um but no i thought that was really good and i think um that also could sort of tie into sarah and him sort of processing because obviously i don't know if he's really had time to properly process that so he said there's a external threat and also an internal threat so the external threat is obviously the demogorgons and what's going on in, in the prison but the internal threat is sort of his own mind he said um he has a big speech in episode five which lived with him for a really 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 long time so that's yeah that was quite interesting um and he also says that something happens in episode eight that was really lovely to film and happy for him as a fan of the show, because he's wanted this to happen for a long time. So mm. I'm going to just have a, have a guess here and say that maybe David Harbour kisses Winona Ryder. <laughs> I mean, who no, Who is to say? Who is to say? I think Joyce and Hopper might get together. All I'm going to say about this, though, is that I remember... Way back in the day, from season three, when we got a similar sort of thing from David Harbour, and he ended up, in quotation marks, dead. So, maybe he dies again. 
maybe he dies again. And that's what he's really happy about. He's so happy for this to happen. Um, but no, I, I really liked his. His was one of my like favourite interviews of, of the night. I feel like he actually did give away quite a, a bit without spoiling anything. He did actually give quite an interesting take into Hopper and where Hopper is, which I, which obviously we know geographically where he is. But it was nice to sort of hear that because we haven't really heard much from David. So that was that was quite good. We'll get to him in a second. Um, but that's what I liked about Finns as well. He did a kind of similar thing rather than just, you know, emojis. Then we had Joe Quinn, who wasn't on... An accent I did not expect. An accent I did not expect. Mm-hmm. Um, he seemed like really cool. Yeah. And just like so stoked to be there, which was just... The pictures of him and Gaten. I like, know. Behind the scenes. Oh. Love it. I know. Um, he sort of went on the same thing of like, he, they spoke a lot about him joining the cast and how that felt and like being able to work with them and stuff. But what I found really interesting was he said that like not one storyline is secondary or tertiary. Yeah. He was like, every single storyline is huge, which like gives me a lot of faith in the sense of like, I was stressed and worried that how they were going to fit everything in. And obviously we know that they've made the episodes longer and... um it's like twice the length of season three which i think is is really cool um but it was nice to kind of get that confirmation of like it it no one is sort of left behind we are going to get those huge explorations which just get, gave me a lot of faith really because i think i mean we've been quite obvious in our worries on here um so it's nice to kind of hear that everything is kind of covered and everything's you know nothing's really yeah. going to be particularly left Uh, Then we had Joe Keery um, And he said (laughs) First of all it was very good to wear a different outfit I mean yeah (laughs) That wasn't the scoops I feel like him and Maya Kind of got the short end of the stick Last season really He was like I get to wear a vest And I get to wear my own clothes Under the vest And I was like yeah I, I relate to that Like I remember having jobs and stuff where you have to wear a uniform and then the second you can work somewhere where you get to have a bit more freedom, like it, oh, it just it's so much nicer. He also said a lot without spoiling anything, um, which was quite good. So he said the scope of the season was a lot larger, which obviously a lot of them have said. Um, but he also says that there are mysteries that are like integral to the to the law of the mm. show, which came up quite a lot. Like that's come up a few and, times when yeah, well, pretty much since the season four. I want to say launch back in yeah twenty. 20 whenever that was it's been a lot of we're going to find out more about why this is happening which i am excited about and also it gives me even more hope that it's not going to be a whole thing of it's just a game just a dream yeah just a game just a story he also said that the creole house is very important and plays into the vague history of the whole thing um and he also said with the vecna he's a monster but he's kind of humanoid which makes him a lot scarier so you can kind of relate to him a lot more compared to just a demogorgon we kind of said a bit on this in the last episode because there's a little section in the sfx magazine that covers this a bit more so we're not going to say more about that now because we've said opinions and you know, if you've got the magazine, you know what we're talking about. Yeah. Um, but I think that's interesting as well that they're saying you can not relate. Or, you know, he, what you said, you can kind yeah, of relate. relate to um, him. Which, I, mean, I suppose that does make sense. And it also makes me think it's more of a tragic yeah. backstory 
to him rather than just you know an overarching figure that's just Evil. like i want to possess you all um, yeah which would be interesting it will be really interesting that, i feel that like i said was, interesting yeah. a lot there can you tell that i think gonna find it interesting it's gonna be interesting <laughs> maybe it's gonna be interesting you almost find it as interesting as much as the season's gonna be dark yeah exactly and i find it almost as interesting as will's uh new job as a chef cooking oceans. exactly exactly yeah. then we have finn wolfhard i'm just gonna stop one minute if he is genuinely an aubergine chef it's not gonna be a thing at all <laughs> but i not feel gonna be an aubergine if, chef. if this if this somehow is it at all i just i'm gonna i'm gonna quit <laughs> that's, it, that's my dramatic exit i'll, I'll make quit. a post online <laughs> anyway finn wolfhard finn wolfhard he said um and i quote Travelled outside of Hawkins and Mike thinks he knows what people dress like in California. So his quote was, he wore a lot of flip-flops and it was really gross. I'm glad that both myself and... And me. And, and Finn, Finn Wolfhard can all agree, agree on that. <laughs> that the outfit that Mike Wheeler chooses to go to California is a choice. And... It does make sense. I think we said here on here before, it's almost like a thing of he's thought, hey, this is what everyone's like in Cali. Cali, it's beach. And then they're not in the beach. No. And the thing that's so bad about that is not that that's how he arrives in California, but that that's how he left Hawkins. Yeah. How embarrassing. <laughs> he also said that Malevin... No, Mike and Eleven. Yeah, the ship name. I think that's the first time we've mentioned a ship name on this podcast. Maybe, but it's not a ship, you know, it's the ship name. The ship name. So he said that they were trying to figure themselves out um, and they said, what advice would you give to Mike? And he said, listen more in general. Mike's in his own head a lot. And then he also said, like, Mike kicks into gear when he needs to protect and that protective side kind of comes out. But outside of that, he's pretty clueless. So he Hmm. needs to, like, actually think more and listen more. Um, and one of the hosts said, people will know when they see and they will agree that your advice is a good idea. Um, he also said that their storyline and like the California storyline is the most comedic and it was the easiest emotionally. It's like an action thriller. And then this was a quote from Finn. Action thriller with stoner comedy effect. And he also said that the show is so scary to the point of sometimes you might have trouble turning on the next episode. All I'm going to say now, I mean, we'll cover it because there's been a couple of interviews, like um, Noah's done an interview with Portuguese magazine. I think it's Portuguese. It was either Portuguese or Spanish magazine. Yeah, I think so too. And then Finn also did one as well. I'm going to put it out there. They are giving me what I've wanted from Mike Wheeler (laughs) for about two seasons now. Yeah. And I am so excited for Mike's storyline. I am just... Me too. Oh, honestly... Um, because just it just seems to be bringing Mike back to his roots, yes. and the idea that they're kind of discovering who they are. I think Finn said about who they are like together and when they're not together, and that kind of thing. And I think which I think they need. They both yeah, need that exactly. I think yeah, that's good for both of them. And also Mike being a leader again. I feel like we lost a bit of that, and I yeah just. Oh, I'm just, I am so excited that it just feels, I mean, the first thing I said to you, I think, was like, they're bringing Mike Wheeler back. And, I agree. Oh, I just. Like, he was my, he was both of our, like, first faves. Like, you never forget your roots. You never I may be a Will Byers fan now, but <laughs> Mike Wheeler, always in my heart. Never forget. 
Never forget. Then we had Winona, who was literal sunshine, and she was wearing a badge of herself as a teenager. I think it was Lydia. I couldn't like I couldn't properly see it because it was a bit blurry. Um, but yeah, I think it was a Lydia badge. She said the stakes, if you can believe it, are even higher. And then the, one of the hosts was like, "Is your storyline just non-stop spoilers?" And she was like, "Yeah, it is." And so she couldn't say anything else, which I think makes sense. With if we think about it now, why we haven't really seen a lot of California, even if the California yeah. storyline is the easiest emotionally, we we. We don't really know as much what's going on there, which makes sense. No. As I said, it's L, so I wouldn't be surprised if that's all kind of kept to, to wraps. And yeah. Winona, I feel like we've seen her maybe once, um, yeah. apart from obviously the trailer when we see the the plane going into the snowy landscape. Yes. Um, so yeah, that that's not a shock to me. Um, no, but I'm I'm intrigued to know exactly why it is nonstop spoilers. Yeah. If that makes any sense at all. So I think it's expected, but what is so spoilery about it that, you know, that we can't actually go into it? Yeah. She said, what I love about the Duffers is that they keep the heart. Ultimately, it's about love and friendship. That's what everyone is fighting for. Which I thought was really Yeah, nice. it just, I think just quotes like this make me feel like, it's, it sounds silly. And I, I hate to sound like one of those people that's like, oh, it's not like the old days. But you know what I mean? It just feels like it's going back I agree. to what? the show was in like season one and i know people have complaints about season two um but if you think about season two as well that ultimately that's what it was it was a fight for friendship and all of that kind of thing season two feels so stranger things to me like that is how that is what i would say was stranger things Hmm. so if they can go back to that if this can give me season two vibes i will be so happy I mean, I called season two vibes right back you when you um, they announced it, which I think was like a couple of weeks after season three came out. Yeah. And like just from the promo stuff, it just, I think, I don't know if it was because the upside down was back again. But no, I agree. It was just a general but I think just, and they all seem to really like it this time. And not they didn't like it with season three. But if you think about the way they were talking about it, it was all just, yeah, it's summer of love. It's this, this, and this. But a lot of people this time... She's more like, this is what it's about. It's about this, about that. And they all seem to really, really enjoy filming it. Yeah. Season three is smack bang in the middle. So it it is a bit of It was going to be like it. That's the thing. It wasn't wasn't a filler in the sense that it was like the throwaway season. No. No, 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 no. It was very good. And there were elements to it that were really interesting. But yeah, it's... But like season three had to exist for... It's going to sound really silly. But season three had to exist for season four and... Yeah to exist yeah not just chronologically obviously but it needed yeah. to happen to set things in motion again it did it absolutely did shall we move on to charlie heaton he said what the Duffers have done this season is going to shock a lot of people also i forget that he is northern he said it's very scary and it's hit that maturity like poltergeist and nightmare on elm street um jonathan um this is kind of like seeing jonathan a little bit with the shackles off um and we see the reality of distance when it comes to nancy and jonathan he's in a vulnerable place argyle is a therapist friend and then he also said that this season gets into the mythology of the upside down and everything to do with that there's a reveal this season and you'll be like <gasps> and that's when he was like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so i mean it could be about something else i would love it to be something jonathan related especially since Me he's too. the one that's brought it up can they can it be that he is hopper's kid please 
Because that, that's been hinted to from the I beginning. Want to. It's, it's been there. It's what's been there all along. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's, the, that's the theme, isn't it, of season four? Something that's been yeah, there all along, much. deep buried. It's clearly... He is Hopper's son, absolutely. I'm really glad that we are getting some Jonathan character stuff. Me and too. what I'm also really glad about, to bring all the buyers into it, I'm really excited that... And we'll talk about the clip that was on Jimmy Fallon in a second. Um, that we seem to have like genuine like buyers family stuff and how they're going to be together. And because this was one of the worries when we heard that Mike was going to California very early, yes. um, that we were going to kind of miss all of that. But I think with the episodes being longer, I think that some of the people that have seen the first episode, because there were a couple of reviewers that were there. Obviously, they didn't go into details about anything, but I think one of them said it clocked in about an hour fifteen. Insane. Yeah, and that isn't spoiling anything. I can say that because it's generally on like a public Twitter. I think it's a verified account that said this, so it's all yeah. fine. Um, so I mean, that means that episodes are probably going to roughly be because the first episode is always slightly shorter. So yeah. it's going to be what hour fifteen, hour thirty mark for each episode. That's insane. That's I'm going to say like it's so film length. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I mean, everything's going to be kind of covered, and it's just oh, I'm I'm really excited to see it, and I think it's going to be really good just to have them all together and it's it's gonna be lovely and I think even the way that like Charlie Noah they're, they're speaking about working with each other that I think there was one little clip that came out from I don't know if it was Paris something like that that Charlie was there recently and they said oh was it like work with Noah and he's like Noah oh, like my, my little brother and it's like oh that's so nice and it you can is. just tell that there's been more working together yeah with it and Am I a bit disappointed it doesn't look like we're going to get Nancy and Mike too much? A little bit. But never say never. Never say never. Karen does seem to have a biggish part, though. She has a poster. Yeah, so we might see more with Mike and his parents and Holly. So He has a monologue. Somewhere there's the monologue. Um, But, yeah, bias family content. I'm so excited. So Sadie Sink is the next one. And she got on that stage and she shook both of the interviewers' hands. Like she went up there and she like put her hand out so she she, she could shake them. All I'll say that I'm a bit disappointed with is that Sadie went up there with Caleb and Priya. Yeah. And I just kind of thought I would have loved for them to have their own one. And I don't really know why they didn't have their own one. They didn't talk to Priya that much. No, I think with Priya, we got like a tiny little bit of, oh, what's it like with people saying you can't spell America without Erica? And I just thought it would have been nice to separate them out. But yeah, what can you do? Um, so they said to Sadie, is Max okay? <laughs> she was like, no. Um, she goes through a lot this season. She's in a different place now than we saw her in season three. She didn't say much else, but she did say the sets were very, very, very detailed. Mm. I think we can tell that from even just the trailers and the little teasers we're getting. That, yeah. I mean, the detail in the crew house... Is insane. Yeah. Um, and then Caleb, obviously, same interview, said um, in Hawkins, everyone's sort of going through their own thing and we dive into Lucas's life and history a little bit more. I, I think it is a shame that he's not, it doesn't seem like he's going to be working with the boys too much. No. Um, but you never know. We never don't know, know what exactly he's keeping. And we know that he does team up with everyone. 
He does. Um, so it maybe it'll be the first couple of episodes. That's not there too much. But yeah. yeah. Then we had Millie Bobby Brown, who was never going to say too much. I am disappointed they didn't ask her her own questions because they went to do it and then went, no, we'll just ask you the quickfire ones instead. Yeah. And I, don't, I just thought, maybe ask a couple of things. I know that they had um, earpieces in. Oh, maybe um, they were fed something. Then so I think they were told parents. not to. Yeah. I, I can't remember the, the girl's name. The, the guy that was interviewing was um, Josh Horowitz, who... Um, I still refer to as Super Josh because he used to do so much of the press for like Twilight and the Hunger Games and stuff. And he was like on such good terms with everybody. Like he'd always get like information out of them. Mm. He's so good at it. And he was doing it last night. I love Josh Horowitz. Like he is great. Um, so let's just call him Super Josh. Um, but yeah, they both had earpieces in. And I mm. think when they said about the fan questions, I think they were probably then told, no, no, don't. Yeah, do maybe it. the questions were a bit too, too much then. Much. Um, Millie spoke about, she said she enjoyed doing like the high school stuff, like the bullying stuff, um, mm. because it's like a reality of what people actually deal with. And she's like in stuff yeah. that I've dealt with. So actually, that's what Gayton said as well that it's kind of like them adjusting into high school. And there was much like, yeah, we for high school and that yeah. kind of thing. So they, they all seem to be kind of enjoying that sort of storyline i think as well so yeah millie said that was really nice she liked portraying that and then they asked her who would you rather fight she kind of spoiled something here because they said accidentally it wasn't like a big spoiler and if you it was sort of like a blink if any if you miss it because she does correct thing. herself because she does correct herself but she said they said who would you rather fight the mind flare or the vecna and she goes both i've fought both hmm Guess there's something happening. <laughs> I mean, it's obvious. I, I think yeah. no one's expecting her to not fight Vecna yeah. at all. No. Um, We've seen the trailer. Sam's like, you need to come back. Exactly. It's not It's not explaining too much. On that note, actually, I enjoyed when they asked Noah that question. It's like, well, you know, I kind of beat the Mind Flayer. So, <laughs> yeah. You, you do you. Go, go set up that your eggplant uh, cookery school. <laughs> <laughs> Why is there an eggplant? Noah, question of the ages. To be honest, we've got two weeks to find out why there's an eggplant. Yeah. Question of the week: um, How successful do you think Will Buyer's Aubergine restaurant's going to be? Let us know in the comments. <laughs> then we had Natalia, um, who was looking very Beetlejuice. She's in like her Winona era, which is just great. Yeah, this is the Tim Burton era, and I'm absolutely living for it. Here for it. Um, she said again um, it's a lot about the mythology and explanations and it answers questions she also said the sets were amazing um, so I'm thinking the Hawkins sets are pretty amazing yeah I'm getting that vibe the, the Hawkins yeah. people had a lot of fun fun um, she said the Creole house becomes a character in itself I'm going to take back my comment I said a couple of weeks ago by the way about the Demobats being in the mind um, yeah. I, I feel like they probably are real Maybe they're in the mind as well. Maybe. But unfortunately, we'll have to question how things are made. Continue. She, uh, she also said the days that she got to work with Robert England were amazing. And he's very, very good. Um, and she liked the Nancy and Robin stuff. Um, their characters are so different. So it's nice to see like how they interacted. Um, so obviously confirmation that uh, 
two works with Robert England. Um, and they did say um, to her, isn't it good that there's an investigative journalist on the job kind of thing? Um, so that was quite good. Yeah. Um, and I, I quite like that. It's interesting the Creole house becomes a character in itself. Which I suppose kind of makes sense, though, if you think about it. If you think about the flashing lights yeah. and all that thing going on, that it's almost like it's alive. Like Monster House. Exactly. Did you ever see Monster House? I think I have, actually. I haven't seen it for a long while, though. Because that <laughs> Monster House stays in my mind because there's a joke in it where... It's a joke where when you're a kid, you don't understand why it's funny. But as an adult, you're like, oh my God. So there's like a chandelier in the hallway of the house. And one of the characters goes, that's the uvula. Like, obviously the thing that dangles Hmm. in the back of your throat. Hmm. (laughs) One of the boys goes, so it's a girl house. Okay, let's move swiftly on. (laughs) And it's like... Yeah, so that's what stays in my head when it comes to Monster House. Um, then we had Brett Galman, um, who said the stakes have never been higher, which was similar with Winona. Um, he also said that he and Winona are an action comedy duo. So I think the um, goofy movie definitely is them. I was right then. I'm, I'm going to yeah. take that. Cool. That's all he said. He said it was really good to work like so closely with Winona because he like even though like they're a similar age, he grew up with her and she kind of is a massive inspiration. So that was really cool. Yeah. Uh, he said it's scarier, but it's also a lot funnier, um, which I thought was really cool. Um, then we had Matthew Modine, who they called him Matthew, and he was like, "Call me Papa," and I was like, "Matthew, <laughs> <laughs> please don't." <laughs> um. And this was when Josh Horowitz, this is Super Josh, said the season opens in a really special way, but he said that to Matthew Modine. So that was quite interesting because he didn't say it to anyone else. He specifically said it to Matthew Modine. Hmm. Um, And Matthew Modine, when they said, oh, it's great to see Papa, he said, I never left. Papa's been there the whole time, like a riptide undercurrent. It's not surprising to me because, as I said before, if they wanted him dead, they would have showed him die that's the rule of of films and tv if you don't see them die they're not dead yeah exactly and i think so i mean technically we never saw the mind flayer die are we gonna have a team up <laughs> i'm still hanging on to this mind flayer because i just feel Someone's like it's gonna write fan fiction mind flayer and vecna fanfic and there was only one attic i bet i bet you there is demogorgon fan fiction i bet you i bet it exists oh there's gotta be i bet there yeah. is brenna and Demogorgon and oh absolutely yeah and yeah. probably other things that we will definitely yeah. not go into because <laughs> um but no I think yeah yeah it it makes a lot of sense with that so I it, it the, the riptide undercurrent is is a really interesting description I think I quite like that description I will say I'm quite glad they're bringing back now then actually I think any earlier would have felt weird they could have done it at the end of season three and just had it in like um the epilogue Kind of thing, but I think it makes sense for it to be Hopper. Well, the, the American, let's say that. Um, but I think, yeah, if you're going to do it, now is the time. Obviously, because you you're not going to put it in season five because that's Endgame. Yeah. Although, so that was the cast interviews. Then we had Sean Levy came up on his own and then Matt and Ross came at the same time. Um, still could not tell you who is Matt and who is Ross, even though they look very different. I still do not know. So I'm just going to refer to Matt and Ross. Do they do it Ant and Deck? Matt 
I have no idea. They look completely different as well, but I just do not know who is who. Um, So Sean Levy said it has that Stranger Things heart um, that's still rooted in all these characters and it's the most intense season, but it's so satisfying. Matt and Ross (laughs) made a joke and said, we should be in the editing room. Gives us hope for volume two, doesn't it, really? They said that this season was almost 800 pages. Um, they've known that ends since halfway through season one. So basically they had to sit down with Netflix and tell them what was going to happen. So they made a 25 page Google doc, which has basically been like the basis of the show the whole time. Obviously there's been changes and stuff, but that's sort of the basis. Um, there's, so if we can leak the Google doc. Please. Uh, so there's still some mysteries and surprises to be revealed during season five. It makes sense because I th- suppose if you re- say everything in season four, it's going to be a very boring season five. Yeah, exactly. Um, but interesting, we're saving things till that late in the game. Yeah, I thought that. Um, they said that Vecna was one of the first things they spoke about. They've wanted that style of villain since season two. Um, they spend way more time in the Upside Down, which we kind of knew of. They said a lot of visual effects. The last episode of season four has more visual effects alone than the entirety of season three. They said there's lots of character evolutions, more Eleven backstory, back into Hawkins' lab um, to see how she became who she is and see what really happened. There's a lot of Max time. Fans should be concerned with Max floating that we see in the trailer. And they said all we will say is... You don't want to see the clock and Max sees the clock. Yeah, this is something that they said back when the trailer was released as well with that breakdown they put, um, with the, that breakdown they made with IGN. They said the same thing there where they were going through it, that you, you don't want to see the clock and Max saw it. Yeah. Um, so to me, that suggests it's it's a way in then. A way into what? I don't know. Um, but it does make me think... You know, like we've said about mindscapes, dreamscape things, stuff like that, and not time travel, but not in the conventional sense, but it's going to be more taking you back, especially if we're going back to Hawkins' lab, back to Elle's backstory. Yeah. And some people have been very eagle-eyed and suggested that in the trailer, that looks like the snowball. So I think we're, yeah, we're going to have a lot of that stuff going on as well. There was a little clip of the first eight minutes of season four released. Um, just be aware online if you don't want to see There's it. some talking. Um, there are some, yeah, there are some people that have done a full rundown of what happens in the first eight minutes. We're not going to talk about it. Nope. Um, because obviously, I one, I mean, I'm going to be honest, I have read it. Um, but also but, we're not supposed to know no it wasn't for yeah, us to see exactly one uh, yeah as you said that we're not supposed to know it wasn't for us to see if you were at the premiere you would just got incredibly lucky and also I'm reading that from like a second hand account that I'm I'm I haven't seen myself I don't know how much of it is true so I don't think it'd be right for me to go so this happens and this happens and this happens and then suddenly bam you know because you know, I don't know the whole thing could be made up who knows maybe they showed nothing um but just be aware that there are if you are avoiding everything there are things online if you know where to look um which to be honest has been the case since 2019 um but you know what I mean just be aware that especially as we're now coming up to 13 days until release that this is like peak leak time um, yeah. oh yeah so protect yourselves on the internet 
Also, Millie Bobby Brown went on Jimmy Fallon and she brought a clip with her. Well, we've got a couple of clips, actually. We got the, I think they call it the fruit roll-up um, challenge <laughs> yeah. thing first. Uh, so, or fruit winder for those in the UK. I have not had a fruit winder in years on that note. Oh, I could, I could demolish a fruit winder right fruit. now. But they still sell them. They do still sell them. My friends that have kids and stuff have like have them. There we go. I love a fruit winder. Love a fruit winder. Um, so they did a challenge. Millie Bobby Brown is apparently very good at it. Jimmy Fallon and Noah Schnapp are not very good at it. I'm very good at it. Side note. Um, but let's move on. Let's do the fruit winder challenge next time we're together. I mean, I'll win. But okay. there you go. That'll be on the uh, Hawkins Do Copy Instagram next time me and Emily hang out in person. We also got a clip from season four, which is at the score and... Just the secondhand embarrassment, but in the worst way possible. And just, <sighs> yeah. You kind of just wanted to go, no. <laughs> just, it is, but just, oh, just the reactions around it all. And I wanted to give her such a cuddle because it was like, it was so hard as well. Because as the audience, you know that she had these powers and you know that if she still had them, she could absolutely annihilate I mean, Andrew. Is absolutely gone if. <laughs> Which is what Angela deserves. Mm. Like, I I wanted to annihilate Angela. Mm. So it's so annoying when they're laughing because you're like, oh, like there's that that part of it where you're like, no, but she, she could have. But then there's the other part where you're like, oh, like she must have been so upset to use her powers and then like everyone's reactions. And like, I've, I know what that feels like. Not to pretend I have powers, but... Um, you sure? You d- like, didn't go around school? Just like, ah! <laughs> uh, no, but more like... Um, I don't know, like one time I remember coming back um, after being poorly at school and um, the kid I sat next to in English because we had like a seating plan had like written horrible things all over my English book because it had been like put out while I was there. And like, it sucks. Like, it really sucks. So like, I think... And I think that's what Millie was saying when she was saying she liked being able to bring uh, that experience across and, like, dealing with those really difficult things in school. Like, I think bullying is a really, like, real thing and it's one of the areas of Stranger Things where you see human villains rather than, like, upside-down villains. (laughs) And I think with everything that's going on in season four, it's nice to see that you are seeing that side of things as well i think noah brings it up at the premiere where he says about the will and l kind of aren't dealing with the supernatural side of stuff for a bit so it's new for them and just kind of how they're adjusting to life i guess so i'm i'm really looking forward to the california storyline um i have seen a few people say about will not going to help her and i was a bit like what what do we expect will to do <laughs> to be honest he was also like if you actually look at like the scope of it, he was quite far yeah, away. Yeah, exactly. Like, and and it was already happening as he came out of the door. So like, I don't, I, I don't really know how what he would have done. And 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 the clip ends, so I'm sure he's not just going to be like, oh, sorry about that. Just, just walks back in the door. Just like, oh no, she did the hand thing. <laughs> yeah, she leaves. I'm not dealing with this today. No, I am sure that he goes to like help her and stuff because also they're in the same classes. So I assume that they are getting i'm sure i'm are they going with the with twins that's what i'm thinking they must I'm, be that's the only way i think they can play it off rather than 
two people who are suspiciously the same age and the same birthday from the same household, but we're not, you know. <laughs> One thing I did find interesting, though, is that someone said Elle has her project, but we've seen the picture of her presenting her project. So it has to be after she's presented it because it's now destroyed. But Will, when he comes out of the door, doesn't have his. No. So is it a thing of um, Angela and Jake? Yeah, I think that's his name. Um, do they take it from the classroom, kind of like run with it? Because it, it seems like they've had hold of it for quite a while at that point. Um, or is it a thing of is Will's kept and not put on display? But you know what I mean, that, that sort of thing. Or I don't know. Or has something happened with that before we get out of the room? And has it been ripped? You never know. Yeah, I'd be quite surprised if, it's really sad to say it, but I'd be quite surprised if they put Wills on display because of attitudes and yeah. stuff. It's California, though. You know, the rules. Yeah, a lot more, li- lot more liberal. Yeah, exactly. I still just think it's, like, so brave of him to do that. Like, just in general, to just stand up and be like, look how amazing this man was, and then look how... I mean, I don't know what his speech is going to entail, but, like... Pretty much the the government they they like they tortured him, and I think the fact that Will's actually I guess yeah they sort of he, the fact that he's standing up for that and being like look at all the amazing things that Alan Turing did like we wouldn't have won the war without yeah. him. <laughs> this would be a thing that not to compare him and L, um, but do you know what I mean? That L kind of went for a similar yeah. thing where that did all this to help and then was really not treated right by no. the government and stuff like that. Or is this just a really horrible foreshadowing? Um, because we know that Elle is taken back, or she goes back willingly, we're assuming, into government hands. Yeah, it could be a little, like, foreshadowing. It makes sense, actually, more that, now that I think about it, it's, it's yeah. not a nice foreshadowing. Um, but no. it's some kind of comparison, I guess. Yeah. I do wonder where his is. Like, I think you're explanation probably makes sense in the sense that they've probably stolen elves mm. it i just think it, it it feels like they've had that for a little bit it's so sad because it's about hopper i hate them i hate jake and angela i hope they get taken into the upside down i can only hope will they make it to season five who knows <laughs> probably not i don't think i don't think um any of season 5 is going to be in california to be honest we did get um the full character poster like we did get the the main poster oh, yeah, i forgot about that yeah we, we did get that um jonathan as tiny as ever on the poster he's getting yeah. smaller over the years it's <laughs> he is someone did a comparison <laughs> It's really interesting to yeah. see the evolution of the posters, yeah. really, and just kind of see how they've grown. So many people didn't like it. I thought it was really cool. I can see why people didn't, if we're looking at more from the aspect of how like the colour grading and stuff like that. If you look at the season one yeah. poster, it's got that real retro-y vibe. And not that the newer poster doesn't, but it does look a lot cleaner. And I think... I don't know if, if people are doing it from that aspect. I kind of get it. But at the same time, the show is getting bigger and the world's getting bigger. We're leading up to something. Um, so it kind of comes all basis. My only complaint, and I, I saw someone said this online as well, it does remind me too much of Game of Thrones. And with the Vecna with the eyes and stuff. Yeah. Vecna just is very Night King. And 
And I, I don't know if that was a complete accident. That was my first thought. Like when I saw it, that was my first thought. And then you text me and said the same thing. Yeah. And that was like before either of us had like said it to the other one. We'd both had that thought. Mm. Yeah, that, that's my main complaint, I think. I mean, it looks really cool just being overarching and just watching everything. And Because in theory, has it been doing that the whole time? Well, what's interesting is that there are many interviews that happened throughout there's loads online i can't remember what youtube channel it's on but it there are like official ones and david harbour does say something similar i think he says about it being you know the big bad that's been been there all along kind of like the puppet master of everything i'm very much doing a rough version of what he said but it's, it's we've something. said that the thing that's been there all all along is that he's hopper's dad he's that he's jonathan's oh, yeah. dad oh yeah established sorry that's the yeah. thing that's, that's been there all been, along. this other thing um as well the the other thing as well being Vecna kind of being in control of it um I mean it it makes sense I still want my player to have some kind of role <laughs> I'm gonna hang on to this because I just I really like <laughs> stop trying to make the mind flare happen it's not going to happen I really like the mind flare as a villain I I, th- I Me think too. I mean I haven't seen Vecna yet obviously so my opinions may change in season four, but I just think there is something about the way that worked and it needing hosts and it literally being able to make people flip between worlds, but maybe it didn't. Maybe that was Vecna. Who knows? I just I just think there's something in that that's scarier in a sense than a humanoid demon. <laughs> no, I know what you mean. Do you think the Mind Flayer was under the control of Vecna and tried to break away from that? Like the Vecna would get the Mind Flayer to like spy and it was kind of like the spirit version of the Vecna that could leave the Upside Down. I mean, if we're going with the idea that a Vecna is a human or a humanoid thing that's been in the Upside Down for too long and has been corrupted by it. Um, I said a few weeks ago now that if Will was in there long enough, would that have happened? Is it a thing of, not that the Mind Flayer is the Upside Down, but do you know what I mean? If it's something to do with that and then that kind of enters and that then turns you into its, <laughs> its overlord, so to speak. Or is it a thing that kind of... I know I said before that are they essentially one in the same, the Mind Flayer is Vecna, Vecna is the Mind yeah. Flayer, that sort of thing. Is the Mind Flayer literally the mind and the yeah. Vecna? And is able to possess outside and is able to be in our world, whereas, but then the body has to stay in the upside down because of what's happened to yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. Because, I mean, I think it's been said that pretty much the Vecna is in the attic. Or it looked like it's in the attic anyway, in in all the teasers. Is it a thing of that has to stay there and then everything else can come around that? I mean, we're seeing a thing of clocks. You don't want to look into the clock. Is the just ways to try and get in and the mind flayer could get in because it is Vecna's mind, a way of spying and seeing who can be a host. And that kind of works in regards to... Um, Age of Ultron, mm. like Ultron can have physical forms, but it his mind can travel around different, like because um, obviously it's like a computer system or started out to 
to be a computer yeah. system. So it can travel around to different things in order to then, and then it wants a body, and that's kind of how Vision is created because it was going to be Ultron's body and stuff. So, like, it's yeah, um, and obviously we know Age of Ultron is a big, a big influence. So that it's quite interesting to see how they would do that. The only thing that doesn't make sense then is then why did the Mind Flayer make a giant fleshy Mind Flayer? I mean, if you look at Vecna, he doesn't look very pretty. No, but if there's a body, why does it need a host? Unless it's like a Voldemort. Yeah, want it all wanted to take over. Kind of got a bit too big for its boots. It saw what happened with Will, and literally thought, "Oh, this is fun," and then mm-hmm. you know what I mean. That kind of thing. Fair enough. Don't want to be tied to the guy. Yeah, the attic, and so. then also Will being chosen at the beginning. Then it's simply like a, I want to say, survival of the fittest situation that will yeah. survive the longest in the upside down. So it was like, you're useful. Yeah, which is why he has some kind of weird powers because they're like left over from, you know, if you're in the Upside Down for long enough. Maybe that is it, which is interesting. But then the Demogorgon is what got Will in the first place. So is that like an Upside Down hierarchy? The Demogorgon (laughs) does look humanoid though. Yeah, are they like the servants of the the Vecna? Oh, Oh, no, 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 no. If the Mind Flare is the mind... The Demogorgon's the body, right? Put them together, you get a yeah, Vecna. Yeah, but then the Demogorgon also grows from a Demodog. But they're details that we don't need to go into. And there's also <laughs> now Demobats, no, no, which no, no, just no, the no. science, the evolutionary no, no. train it's does built not work. In, to get biblical, built in his image. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't, but it could be, it, it could be something silly like that. I guess if we get the law and the history we will we will understand why these things are there and and i think that we you know we're going to be spending a lot more time in the upside down so we're going to see more of the upside down therefore we're going to see more of what's in the upside down so that makes sense but yeah no the the poster was cool but yeah very very yeah, we were talking about the poster nice that's game. what we were doing <laughs> we were talking about the poster <laughs> Um, Should we actually move on to the Tadom yeah. stuff now? Yes, this is the final stuff we got in the last few days. I mean, we did actually, we, we got the, the Hawkins posters, um, and, but we did say, obviously, they're just Hawkins posters, and Karen got her own, and now me and Emily think Karen might die. Oh, yeah, a shout-out um, to at Stranger Things for using Hawkins Do You Coffee as... <laughs> <gasps> yes! <laughs> I got, I literally got the tweet notification, it was like, Hawkins Do You Coffee, and I was like, excuse me? <laughs> And then Kara posted the poster and was like, it's more about than just your chicken Ted. Kara. It's about more than just your chicken Ted. And I was like, Kara. Kara is Brilliant. a blessing. Tudum. Tudum. So we we got a little bit more uh, from the Tudum stuff. Not too much that you, we wouldn't already know, but there are some interesting things. So, for example, we have confirmation yeah. that Lucas and Max are split up again. Um, yeah, which I don't really think is a surprise to anyone. Really, I don't think anyone's really looking at it and thinking, uh, "Yeah, I do think it's a shame." But I think, with the context of what's going to be going on with Max or what it seems like is going on with Max, it, it makes sense. And it does say here that, for example, that Lucas is worried about um, Max, but she refuses to open up to him and. Um, Max essentially is her grades are dropping she's meeting with a school counsellor but reluctantly and Lucas is concerned that she's not telling him something has turned a cold shoulder to him and everyone around so she's kind of 
clothed herself off a lot, of th- I think. I find it interesting that on L's they've put Eleven, a.k.a. Jane Hopper. So, yeah. So what are they calling her? Are they going with Jane Hopper? Or are they going with Jane Byers? Or what's going on? I want to know. I, like, really want like, I I love the Byers family. Like, I wanted them to be, like, power siblings for so long. Please. I think she'd want to keep Hopper, but unless they say they're cousins. Yeah. Unless they say they're cousins and she lives with her auntie, Joyce. Yeah, I mean, that's all, that's a way around it. I, I don't think it's as believable as saying siblings, especially since we've already played the cousin storyline technically in season one. Yeah, true. We'll, we'll see. We don't know. Um, yeah, we'll find out that what the clip was already shown us, to be honest, that she's getting bullied by her classmates and tries to keep her head up and she writes letters to stay in touch with Mike who is on his way to spend spring break with her. So it's stuff we kind of already knew. Um, we get the idea that they're adapting to the new school and new life. And yeah, Mike's coming to visit. Um, I think it's interesting that it's like tech-savvy Dustin's long-distant relationship with Susie is still going strong. I thought season three, we're never hearing from Susie ever again. Maybe Dustin and Susie, like they're the end game. Doozy. May- move aside Jancy. Jopper, it's doozy. <laughs> it's doozy. What, what a doozy. Lovely. What a doozy. doozy. I'm really looking forward to Hell Fire Club stuff. I think it's going to be... I was worried about it at first, especially seeing the clips of Eddie on the throne. But, um, you know, I, it's going to be all drama. And I love it. What I think is interesting about Luke, because we only touched on it a little bit, it does say about um, he's tired of being bullied and he hopes... That joining the basketball team will make him more popular. I'm a bit surprised. But also at the same time, I suppose, you know, it's going into high school. You kind of want to find your own. I didn't think it would be Lucas when I wanted to do it, though. I know. I don't want to say I would have thought it would be Mike a bit more, but... I know what you mean. But I think that's only because of season three and him in season three being like, I've got a girlfriend now, yeah. so I'm really cool. Yeah, I'm just yeah. like really cool. Uh, no, it'd be, it'd be interesting. I'm I'm looking forward to seeing the dynamic between the three of them, especially with Will gone. Yeah. Speaking of Will, this is interesting. <laughs> so he lives in California now with his mum, brother, Jonathan, and Eleven. With his mum, brother? They've made a mistake Jonathan, on this website yeah. here. No, they've added a comma where they shouldn't. So there shouldn't be a comma after brother. Uh, that's it. it should be with his mum, brother Jonathan, and Eleven. There you go. Grammar, kids. That's why grammar's important. <laughs> so, yeah, he's living in California, and, you know, according to the reports and stuff like that, he's finding himself, he's figuring himself out, he's getting used to life in California, he's having a great time. Mm-hmm. Eleven thinks Will's been acting a bit weird and believes he might have a crush. Was that on your bingo card? Because it wasn't <laughs> Absolutely mine. not. Um, <laughs> hmm. There's a lot of... There is a lot of speculation. Speculation. Online about things. We won't go into it. We've said things before um, to that effect. And let's just wait two weeks. <laughs> I think it would be really good um, if they went down like a similar thing to Robin. Yeah. Um, I would really, like, I think that would be really cool. And I think that there, we, I think we have said before, like there has been sort of little hints and little nods to like Will's character kind of like throughout the season and stuff. 
Um, and as you said, it is something that was suggested in the show Bible when they were first pitching the show. Yeah. Um, so, like, I yeah, I think it would be really cool if 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 they did go down the like will is will is not straight route um and that definitely would explain why maybe he's being like a bit secretive because it's something that he feels like he can't like talk about really like as much as l can talk about her and mike yeah. or you know the same way that max and lucas can or you know the way that lucas and dustin in season two spoke about having a crush yeah, on exactly. max like it's something that can't can't be done and stuff i'm gonna guess they're gonna go down as a crush route because it is written on the website but yeah. he could be acting weird for any reason whatsoever. Plain devil's advocate yeah. here. Uh, it could be a, it could be anything. Um, you know, he is quiet anyway. It is suggested a lot. There was something in the article that um, Noah did in a Portuguese magazine, whether it was as well, where it, it, it mentions something about love triangles, but that also could be, it could be a, mistranslation as if it hasn't translated properly across of course it'd be our girl Jonathan and Nancy why are we not thinking of that so it does mention that and it does mention that he's kind of stuck and we know obviously he's kind of stuck a lot um, in the middle it could be the wrong translation like you said because he talks a lot about how he's the third yeah, exactly. Um so it, it could be something in regards to that you know I feel like it's, it's easy to jump onto certain conclusions what it is and it could be it could be a crush on anyone. And I think that's all that needs to be said there, whether it's and I think whether it's a boy, whether it's a girl or whoever, it will be interesting to see how we deal with this with the Will, dynamic is there. Because we haven't seen it and we haven't really seen him grow up as such. No. I mean I I would love I would love it. Like I I, I would love them. To go yeah. down that route, but yeah, no, I would, I, I do want to see how they're going to go about that, and it also seems quite sweet that Elle's like, yeah, I think he has a crush, and it says like Will's by her side at school, like I, I think, it seems like they seem quite like, yeah, I was going to say that. If anything, it's just more of that brother sister bond thing that she's looking out and being you know, like, oh, what what what's this? Yeah, it does say that Will was by 11 side at the new school where she endures daily bullying by the popular kids and this is something he says in the um interview as well he says just wants l to be okay and that he's looking out for her a lot and he's looking out for mike as well that's also mentioned that he just wants them both to be okay and he's i think the heartbreaking thing for me (laughs) is that we're mentioning a lot about how mike's coming to visit l and l is going to have a visit from her boyfriend, Mike, who wants to spend spring break with her. And in everything that Noah has said, it's all like, he's really looking forward to Mike visiting. And because Mike's his best friend and they have so much fun together. And I'm like, oh, we're just setting this up to be painful. <laughs> he just said it's going to be a season three. Will uh, Mike and Elle and Will's just going to be like, okay, mm-hmm. I'm the third wheel. I just really hope that whatever way we're playing it we're playing it better than we did in season three there's ways that things can be done and and if the love triangle thing is exactly that um regardless of like what it's about i think there's ways that things can be done rather than the ways that they were kind of going down that route in season three and also a love triangle doesn't have to necessarily be tragic like it's not going to be fun for one of the people but 
Except this could be L. You never know. I mean... <laughs> no. Don't even... Don't. But, do you know, but do you know what I mean? This could be ended in a thing where it's like, I'm really sorry I don't, but this is cool. Nothing has changed with anything. You know what I mean? It can be played that, but it doesn't have to be unnecessarily like a, oh, I'm so sad kind of situation. One of the best love triangles, and it is it is tragic in the sense of um, how it ends, but not tragic in a like romantic sense of everyone then hates each other and it's really sad, is um, in the Infernal Devices uh, book series by Cassandra Clare. That is like the only time that I've ever experienced a love triangle and I'm like... So it, it can be done. It can be done. We're also assuming here that that's what this is about. It probably isn't, but... Let, let's move on from Will. Uh, Joyce is starting a new life after the devastating events of Starcourt Mall. And she's moved from Hawkins to California with her two boys and Eleven. Um, not her two boys, Jonathan and Eleven. We, we've corrected <laughs> it at this point. Um, <laughs> we have. Um, working from home selling encyclopedias by phone. Yep. That's a very niche do job, isn't think, it? <laughs> do you think, genuinely, um, that they were like, to limit the amount of people we have on set because of COVID, <laughs> let's change Joyce's job so that she works online. I mean, to be honest, I mean, it was always going to be... I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, it was going to be a telemarketer job. I, I, I read that. I can't remember where I read that. It was somewhere. Um, I didn't... <laughs> It does feel like they're very, and I saw someone else say this as well, that very influenced by what happened with COVID. Like, Joyce works from home now. Yeah, they couldn't film the school scenes for months because of the amount of extras they weren't allowed yeah, on Yeah, it set. kept being pushed back, so, so... Yeah, so it wouldn't surprise me if they were like, well, she was going to work in an office, but we can't have that amount of people on set, but we need to get her scenes done. Let's just make it so she works from home. I mean, it seems like she goes off really soon anyway. If it's only like a really insignificant part of it. There's no point having that many no, definitely not. people in an hmm. office. So Yeah, so she receives a strange package from Russia and it's time to figure out who's behind it. And there you go, that sets all that storyline. Um, so in Empi- yeah. Encyclopedia Extraordinaire, Joyce Byers is not going to be sticking around for too long. I don't think. No. I wonder if the encyclopedias, though, will play a part in some way. I know that sounds like a really silly yeah. thing to mention. No, but it's very specific that it says selling encyclopedias rather than just a telemarketer working from home. Encyclopedias is just so it's niche. It's so niche. Um, yeah, I wonder if there's going to be not something inside the encyclopedia that will help solve something with yeah. the package, but it's watch it literally just be she's just selling encyclopedias. It, it just seems like a very specific thing to pick up. Yeah, I agree. Jim Hopper uh, hasn't been seen since the explosion that resulted in his disappearance. We're not saying he died anymore. I mean, we know he's not dead, but there we go. Eleven has moved to California with the buyers. Um, Joyce gets... We're not... What's interesting about this? It says it hopper's description but it's actually joyce's just copied again yeah pretty much it's just his daughter 11 has moved to california with the buyer and then joyce receives a package she investigates it to figure out what's happened with hopper so but it's interesting that it says what's happened with hopper whereas in her description it says to figure out who's behind it yeah so someone involved with hopper is sending the packages to joyce yeah um, and i think the fact that they've both said that 
like the Russia stuff is like really spoilery and like the stuff that Hopper's going through, they've clearly not included that in the description because it's very spoilery. Yeah, exactly. And I think actually Murray's does a very similar thing um, where it just says he's a resource that is willing to take down evildoers. And when Joyce receives an enormous package from Russia, Murray helps to find answers, which also ties in with the season three voicemail that we heard um yeah now that i think about it where it says joyce i got your was it i got your voicemail um and i found something out or something like that so that all ties together a bit more now i'm just gonna like take a guess here i think joyce gets a mysterious package from russia do you think i i think that that's what's happened i mean I think that maybe she gets a package from Russia, yeah. but that's just a guess because we haven't been told that specifically, explicitly. I mean, it, that she it, gets a package from Russia. It's hard to say because I mean it does say that Joyce receives a strange package from Russia, and then you know, and but does that mean that she's received yeah. a strange package from Russia, or are we just? Reaching? I know because in in Hopper's description it says it's a mysterious Russian delivery. Russian package, exactly, and then in. In Murray's, it says anonymous. Yeah. So it it's an anonymous package, be... then. And so, is it a package or a delivery? And and is it from? I don't know. It, it might not be from Russia. I'm not is sure. it? Is it strange? Is it mysterious? Is it anonymous? I don't know. I no, I well, don't Murray's going to help that, find but... the answers anyway. Um, so we we can breathe. We can we can all have a moment tonight. We can just go. Okay, is this alright? Murray Murray's on it. It's, it's fine. That's Murray's like <laughs> Murray's like that's fine. While Joyce is at home selling encyclopedias, yeah, and, and Will Byers is doing a cookery school for aubergines. It's they're just what a household. There are other bits floating around the internet. It probably gone by the time this goes up, but um, Hot Topic did put. Um, the closing credits of episode one, and it had some of the music in it, which sounds really cool. It sounds a bit dark and menacing. Um, There's nothing more to it. I think a lot of it is on a strict, we can't show anything, otherwise we're coming right down on it and you're getting copyright strikes and everything. They are being quite strict about it. People that are posting stuff from the premiere, Netflix are coming down pretty hard. So um, for, for people, like we said earlier, spoilers are out there. Big spoilers are out there now because we are in we are in the end game. So please be careful. Um, and if you are someone that um, is posting about these things, um, which obviously we don't we don't do, um, Netflix are coming down. So just that sounds like a horrible warning. If you're someone that posts, watch out, okay? Because you're posting, but like, no, but like seriously, like, because <laughs> I would just, I would just be be careful. Just yeah. be careful. There are big spoilers out there. Like, I'm scared now. Like, we normally, we, we will normally read the spoilers, but I'm actually terrified that we're going to read something or something's going to come up on my timeline and I'm like, oh. <laughs> oh, see, I'm in a bit of chaotic mode right now where I'm just like, tell me everything and then I will feel regret immediately after. Yeah. <laughs> like, I want to know everything, but I know as soon as I'll read it, I'll just go, oh. <laughs> oh. I've waited three years and then just read it. I mean, in fairness, though, um, I'm going to be waiting three years and then on 27th of May, I'm going to get rid of it all in one go and go, okay, well, that's it. One day, exactly. Soon yeah. as five years. No, I am. Um, the mute button is your friends, guys. A warning now, when season four comes out, it's going to be a bit disjointed because I have the unfortunate thing, I say unfortunate, it's quite nice actually, of going on holiday literally the day after season four comes out. So we're going to we're gonna try and do something 
<laughs> get something up, like a general reaction thing. Um, but in depth analysis, will it be will be after, after. Um, which will be early June. Um, which will be exciting. In fairness, that might be the better time because let everyone actually see it. Um, but no, that, that's your warning now. If anyone's if anyone's bothered, um, but for the, <laughs> there you go. Um, in other news, though, talk to us about things. Tell us your theories, your thoughts. Don't tell us spoilers if you know any. Um, we'll find them ourselves. So let us know your predictions of everything: music, deaths, plots, twists, all the things. And there are many places where you can do that and hear what we've predicted in the past and how wrong we have been. Um, or how right we've been. Who knows? Um, at many places. And those places are pretty much whenever you can get a podcast. We're probably there. If we're not, tell us and we'll add ourselves to it because we're efficient. Um, or you can find us on social media at Instagram, Facebook and Twitter at Hawkins Podcast or YouTube and Tumblr at Hawkins Do You Copy and eventually HawkinsDoYouCopy.com at some point maybe possibly thank you guys for listening to the Hawkins Do Copy podcast and we will see you next week over and out